We running this, let's go. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. Greetings everyone, welcome to Salt Ships and Scuttlebutt, a world of warships a podcast. We're here at episode 34, Greeny. How have you gone recovering from your post-COVID infections or infection? Have your senses returned? Has your smell returned? Has your, your taste for eating returned? So I've actually... A little bit. I've bounced back slowly but surely. I just kind of got my appetite back. And to celebrate, <clears throat> I uh, ordered some Chinese food through DoorDash. <laughs> and DoorDash, my DoorDash then proceeded to lose my Chinese food and then yell at me over uh, text messages about how he definitely did not lose my Chinese food, but I have yet to receive Chinese food. You're a so glutton for think, punishment. You are a glutton I think that's, for punishment. I think that's just a higher power telling me to just go back to eating bread and ramen. So, and um, here where I am in the wonderful correct hemisphere of the southern one, I heard about Hurricane Ian um, hitting your east coast in Florida and moving north. Have you been safe um, in Boston? And I must say, thoughts go out to anyone that listens. And I know a few players from Florida, so positive thoughts go out to them that they and their families are safe. Yeah, a lot of people don't really think about storms and stuff when when big cat five hurricanes uh hit florida but you know there there was i i have family down there so i have a pretty good perspective on it but i also had people in the discord exactly like you said over here at the bonks discord who just be like yeah there's ceiling uh, there's uh roofing tiles in my front yard and my front yard is now a pond so you know it's 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 very serious so our, our thoughts and prayers do go out to people affected by the storm but no it's been cool and 60 degrees up here. I'm not going to translate it to Celsius. Do it yourself. <laughs> Fahrenheit got to the moon. Celsius didn't. So, Yet. Give it time. Give it time. Yeah. Okay. And we are joined again. He, he did join us early on in our, in our podcast, but we're joined again by the wonderful game prodigy. How are you doing, sir? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Anytime. So last time we had Bexy that you were on and we got Green and Greeny likes to know about local foods. Are there any new foods in Cleveland that you can recommend? And also what makes Rib Night in Cleveland so special? Wait, oh, what's man. Rib Night? Well, I'm a fat kid. Me too. My, uh, my, my family and close friends once a month, we pick a new rib joint. We go out and we have rack of ribs, get drunk. It's it's a it's a good deal. There's been the best ribs so far have been this uh little podunk shack in Amish country where you literally get to sit down and there's a bunch of Amish people at the table next to you, which is always fascinating to me. Um it's called Blazing Bills. They have amazing ribs. But actually this this coming rib night we're gonna switch to brisket because Oh that's gonna be time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look Melting meat slathered in juice. Mm-hmm. Oh. When I was a few years ago, I, I had an opportunity to go down and visit some friends down in Austin, Texas, and and they took me to a whole bunch of like authentic barbecue places. And yeah, my, my fat boy senses kicked in. I think I damn near cleared like three plates of shit before <laughs> uh, they carted me out of the restaurant. Yeah, they do it right there. Ugh. When I moved to South Carolina, I got all excited because I was going to have brisket everywhere. And everywhere <laughs> I went, 
the brisket came back yellow, and I thought something was wrong. And they're like, no, that's mustard-based barbecue sauce. And I'm like, okay, if I go to the store and I go to the barbecue sauce aisle, I'm going to find barbecue. I'm not going to find mustard-based. And then they're like, oh, well, here, try this one. And it looked better, but then it was vinegar-based. So South Carolina, it was, it's, it's either mustard-based, which I don't like mustard, or vinegar-based, which is not barbecue sauce. So I always yeah. had to order it plain and then bring it home and put barbecue sauce on it. Yeah, they're they're weird in on that kind of area of the coast because they're they're in between the north where we like just kind of cook seafood and the south where they throw fifteen different types of seasonings on everything. Nothing wrong so, with you know, mustard. You're, you're in that weird you're in that weird brackish area where everything's seasoned weirdly. Because it's got the north and the south. You don't want to see yellow meats. No, you don't. This is what it boils down to. I don't want to see my meat being yellow. Uh, no coming on that. No coming on that. Mm. I think the only time I've been to any of the Carolinas is uh, I was out drinking with friends and I started a bar fight. That's about it. Positive, positive vibes there by Greeny. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I'm a nice person. But going on to ships now, something that we've had in the game from day dot is consumables. Uh, originally, consumables were two tiers. You had your free-to-play ones like DCP, um, Hydra, etc. They they had no cost, but they had a long cooldown between usage and premium. If you remember, they were twenty-two and a half thousand credits per consumable, but had a quicker cooldown. Wargaming made these premium for everyone for free a little while ago we've seen consumables added over the game's journey such as main battery reload booster and etc other consumables such as speed smoke hydro radar are effective and players do build their ships with captains and flags to maximize these um, but we come across two consumables that i think are maligned and less frequently used those being dfaa and the fighter plane. Now, DFA is a good consumable if you build your captain and vessel accordingly to maximize that consumable. But if you don't see your CV or the CV avoids you, that's a lot of points around a consumable that is complete waste. And the fighter plane consumable, it's dead. Um, oh, gee, there's a bit of a bit of a wind. It may shoot down one to three planes, and then it goes down on cooldown as the enemy CV can strike again. Soviet CVs avoid these fighters altogether. Gentlemen, what do you think we would like to see changed with consumables? Any new ones? I know a few weeks ago we had Mr. Pickles. He had one called a degauss one where it would break a submarine ping, for example. So that could be similar to a DFAA. You pick it and it might not have any use, but it, it, it could be quite useful. Thoughts? I think oh, I, that oh, yeah, Green, go first. Oh, sorry, no. no, age, no. Before, age before beauty. You go. You go. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, all right, all right, all right. Oh, oh, ooh, being so nice to me. Ooh. Um, I, <laughs> I really like the degaussing with uh, that Mister Pickles brought up because something I've I've said numerous times throughout the podcast history and throughout the development of submarines is that uh, you you the DCP is just kind of getting overloaded. Uh, when it comes to what it, it has to manage. And with the frequency that subs can ping you, I, I think that that kind of is the straw that broke the camel's back. So I think that something like degaussing would be great. Uh, it would allow you, maybe give it a similar, maybe like 45 seconds, something like that, where it, it because, you know, subs can ping rapidly. So I think that it, it shouldn't have like a two-minute recharge or something ridiculous like that. 
but it it should be on the shorter side. But I uh, I really do like the idea of that. And to piggyback off what you said earlier about the fighter, uh, as somebody who's learning to play CVs, I laugh if you launch a fighter. Dude, fighters just are so easy to avoid and not deal with if you are a CV player. Well, I, I actually use the fighter, but not for its intended purpose. I use it to spot when I have poor spotting. Mm. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's its only purpose. That's that's very fair, but I, I was kind of staying within the vein of what the consumable was originally like, sure. yeah, intended. I, I, I do use the fighter for that if the ship is hard forced to use that, but I will change it to a spotter because the spotter will last a lot longer than a fighter plane. So if you can have either a fighter or a spotter, I always take a spotter in today's day and age because it will stay up for more time. And especially after they've changed the camera angles you don't have to go into that spotting view so you can still stay at your normal um, gun turret view so it, it is absolutely fine to use that in my opinion yeah i've got a wild concept when it comes to consumables nothing irritates me more than a player who doesn't use them period but for a good player if, if you look at different types of successful games you'll notice that um even within a certain character there's variety available mm -hmm. and we're kind of, we're kind of boxed into, okay, you can choose fighter or you can choose spotter plane. You can choose FAA or you can choose hydro. You can choose radar. Um, or is it def AA normally? So, sometimes or hydro and it's very rare for people. Or sometimes if you're a Worcester, you can do a spotter plane over, um, your radar. Well, the trade of the century. I like there to be variety. So instead of saying, Okay, you have two slots, right? Um, or maybe three. Pick of all of these different consumables. You're in, no combination of available consumables is going to make a ship overpowered, but nothing is more frustrating. Like, I will never build a ship to be anti-air because it's only against one plane. It's only yeah. against one player. It's not, it's not important. And, like, hydro is just way more important. Um, radar is just way more important. And if a CV kind of decides it's your turn to not have fun, then you're not going to have fun, and nothing you can do can really stop that. And I'll, so, I'll say this. It, generally, it's poorer players that make it. Their CVs deplaned. Um, even average players will have planes yeah. to the end of the game. Well, you, you, to, within the built-in mechanisms of the game, to allow more variety makes sense. And... Uh, there's a lot of ships where I don't want the spotter plane or the fighter. I'd rather have, you know, maybe a speed boost in hydro or mm. uh, any of that. It would it would be nice. And to to piggyback on the the uh, the goss, I love that idea because there's nothing more frustrating as like a Soviet like a Soviet battleship that only has four or five ECPs yeah. to have to be wasting them on some sub pinging you. Well. It's silly. Let's look at what DCP does. Um, DCP puts out fires. It puts out floods. It puts out submarine pings. It puts out damages to your damage to your rudder Modules. or your yeah. um, steering gears. It also repairs your guns if they have been incapacitated. And same with your torpedo tubes. It, it has a wide variety of uses, as as Greening said early on. Um, and with the sub-pings and with limited DCPs by, or as GP said, the Soviet battleships and some of the German ones as well, 
you're you're really asking a lot for one consumable. It it it's going to get overutilized, and it becomes a player's choice of when to use it. But I, I generally use a DCP when I get two fires. Nothing's worse when you're in a fight and you get two fires. You DCP, you're in a cruiser. Then the, the ship gets another salvo off, and lo and behold, it gets three fires. You're like, what the f is with this fire RNG? Well, not just that. If you have a sub spotting you, you DCP for that. You're still yeah. being spotted. You're still being lit on fire. And all you're trying to do is prevent the torps that may or may not hit you regardless. Yep. It's interesting that they, they made a lot of different mechanics, like even for subs themselves. They split the two, you know, the you can see ships sort of and you can see other subs. And they've made a lot of accommodations for submarines themselves, but then they tried to fit everything else within the box of what already exists. Yeah, that, that's why I silly to that's me. why I thought the degauss one is is a good one. But what other consumables do you think could be an addition to the game? Um, should we? I, I think the fighter needs to be reworked. Maybe, um, maybe have it in a way. Do you remember the old RTS CVs where you could strafe? So if you, yes. if you were a player, say you had your hippo that had a fighter, you could see a CV coming in or a, a Lexington dive bombers. If you could pick your fighter, that would strafe. And it wouldn't be really of a delay, maybe one or two seconds, and it would go off and stra it'd launch and strafe on that line. I think that would be a lot more utility because half the problem with the, um, the fighter is you launch it, it takes a long time to even lock onto anything. If it does, it will shoot down one to three planes and enemy CV can continue to strike. Same with DFAA, it, it really should double or do something to your anti-aircraft to strike down those Soviet planes that are outside your bubble. Um, whether you become a no-fly zone or something like that for 30 seconds that they can't hit you because the flak's so much. It, those consumables are fine um, if they can be improved, but any new ones? Something that just kind of popped into my head was um, kind of a way to improve visibility during snowstorms or thunderstorms or cyclones or whatever they are. Yep. I was thinking maybe something along the lines of like star shells where it increases, you know, you, your secondary shoot-off star shells, it can be a small animation or something, but you get a um, kind of larger view area. Rather than that eight kilometers, you can go up yeah. to 14. Yeah, that, that, yeah so, you go, so you go up to like 10 or 12 or something. I, I, I don't think, I think 14 is way too much because then I, you know, you just pop it on a Schlieffen or something and then you can just secondary and main gun something into the ground and they can't even fight back. <laughs> but, I think that's but, a bit much. No, but again, you're taking a consumable for an environment that you may not see very often. So yeah. I, I don't think that's an unfair trade-off. Yeah. And another thing that I, I kind of wanted to, to circle back to, uh, Game Prodigy, I really like the idea of being able to pick and choose consumables. Uh, however, I think that it's going to kind of go the way of captain skills, if that makes sense. Yeah, everyone would take radar, heal, speed boost. and Well, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. On, a, on like a battleship, I take a heal, I take a DCP, and I take like a uh, uh, MBRB. Like, I, I, I think that unfortunately, there'd be a lot of people who would just default to certain consumable sets. And oh, I think absolutely. That yeah, and I think that the fact that, you know, certain ships have certain things is... It, I, re, I really like that kind of natural... National, rather, flavor. But but here's the thing. Like, why can't we do a little bit of both? Say you've got a Worcester that's got four consumables. If you want to add me main BRB, 
I could do that instead of a hydro, but then I'd lose a turret maybe, or something like that, if if they let you have a utility, but then you also lose some of your firepower because you might have to um, lose secondaries or something like this. Like, I, I still think we don't utilize hulls greatly for different gun loadouts. I look at Megami with the 155mm and the 203s, for example. Um, I, I love that there's a selection of guns and... I'd love, um, like the Harakaze, the HSF Harakaze, you got the build A, B, and C. You get different guns, different hit points, and so forth um, for the boat. I'd love to see that potentially to give you different loadout options for some of these ships, and it might give you different gun capabilities as well. I, I really like that idea too, and I think the only reason why we haven't seen it a lot earlier is because a lot of these ships just did not change armament historically so i don't even think it's something that kind of popped up into no, radar no. you could call it a major refit it wouldn't have to, you might lose a turret here or there and um no i'm i'm agreeing with you i'm just that's yep. just the first thing that kind of popped into mind when it came to why it hasn't been considered and the other thing is is you know you don't want to have like a fletcher running around with like four six inch guns or something you know there, <laughs> there's there's a whole bunch of weird combinations that i know people will make Potentially, but it could be a reward vessel then, like oh, some, yeah. something that, that like limited numbers. Yes. I think that'd be good. It'd be interesting. It'd be I just interesting. keep I just keep thinking up weird combos, like a Baltimore with two DM turrets. Like, oh, there's. <laughs> well, for for me, consumables are <clears throat> they should be about play and counterplay, mm. and, and so like destroyer has low detect while. You know, Hydro can break that. Radar can break that. It would be neat to see if not the... So, uh, in terms of another consumable, to have, um, you know, perhaps a, a cruiser that could, could jam Radar. So, there's play, counterplay, counterplay. I like that kind of stuff where it's, you know, you come in, you have a limited amount of time. If you use it correctly, then you see the fruits of, of using it correctly. And if you don't, then you don't. Jam, jam Raider, Jam Hydra. I'd, I'd even love to see one on a DD that would be... I, I've got two. That would, I, I, one I wanted for a long time, but you could put down a decoy. Um, something, you know, or a cruiser can launch a decoy. Something that the enemy on their map looks like. A ship or on the mini-map it'll ping as a ship and people might look for it. Or um, one that I've always wanted after... Yeah. Um, Operation Dynamo was some destroyers having the ability to drop uh, mines that would stay active for three minutes. So if you're kiting or mining a cap, and then people have to go through, and they they could get attacked by those mines. Like there there are still lots of things we could potentially add to the game. Whether they they'd be too strong potentially um, is another thing. But um, definitely things oh, like. The I really thing that like worries that mine me. idea. Yeah, I like the mine idea too. The thing that always worries me about this stuff is, you know, go back a year or two, there were there were very clear lanes for like what ships got what. Yes. And now we're starting to see more of, you know, destroyers with radar and battleships with torpedoes. And battleships and, with planes. And DDs with DDs with oh, planes. Battleships with planes. <laughs> so uh, for me. Well, once you start to kind of fog up that area, I'm not a big fan of that. But like there should be and they always talk about how they want World of Warships to be a team based team 
play. But there, there so is the there is no team play. It's not like you can take I a. Know, it's not like, like in, you have in a cruiser. Grand delusional head. That's how it's played. Correct, but there, there's no. It would no be nice role. to see a, a utility, and then the thing that it's used against. So like radar is primarily used against destroyers. You don't want to give the destroyer the the immediate counter to it. You want to rely on a team because like, we had that big conversation about submarines where it's like, oh, mm. to kill them, you need your whole team. And basically, yeah, sometimes. I, I would love to uh, see sea mines. There were there were submarines that deployed sea mines, even if you gave them half the torpedoes. Hell, but there's submarines in the game. You should be able to put uh, uh, subnet and like a just like oh. a little block of an area where if a sub went through, through, through you get caught subnet. Yeah, that that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be interesting. The way to mess with uh, subs would be always fun to me. <laughs> oh, look, your submarine cannot move, Captain. We are caught on a net for two minutes. <clears throat> or, or uh, like, sensors. Yeah. Instead of mines, maybe sensors to detect people. So if you take the risk of, of going into a place, or a great use of it would be if you cap something and you're kind of the last one there, and you have to choose between staying and kind of watching and hoping something doesn't come in a back cap, Turn on a sensor, and then you'll be able to kind of get some early warning if you can get far enough. I don't know. All interesting ideas. Is to me, as long as there's playing counterplay, I don't care what to consume. Sensor mines. I really like that idea too. I, you, dude, I, <laughs> I really like that idea. That look, hydro could pick it up, but you, you could have if you've got a consumable that jammed hydro radar that could block the sensors. There's already counter and counterplay, and it, you'd be making. A small number of vessels potentially have a niche consumable but again it gives you more different play styles as well yeah i'm a big fan of variety Correct. oh yeah variety is great i mean there's nothing there's nothing better and worse than coming up against and i hate it like the uh the yu yang that decides to go radar that you're you're not expecting i like sorry I, I keep cutting you off i'm i'm no, you're fine I'm on such a disconnect here on dorm Wi-Fi, so sometimes I the packets don't always load. So I'm sorry about that. You're totally fine. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to extrapolate on that as well because I like the kind of sub. I want to say subclasses and ship classes, like for instance, uh, the incomp in terms of being a BB. I I really enjoy the the varieties and the play styles that stuff like that brings. Um, I just kind of wanted to agree with you there. Yeah, and look, I think more consumables. I actually think, and this I'm not going to tack on discuss this at the moment, but the captain's skills are, are still limited. Not saying that it should cross, that we should have cruiser ones available for BB, but they could add another easily, another eight per class to offer variety. Um, everyone's starting to do cookie cutter builds in general um, unless you have some meme ones like on your concrete you take furious because when you're on two fires you have 10% better 10% um, quicker for gun reloading and something like that it, it, it's not big on variety for some of those captain builds that of all things should be something that's looked at and evaluated per patch because I agree with you. I mean, almost every ship I set up, I don't even think about it. It's just stock. Yeah, but generally. It's the, the Larna was the first one that I had two different, completely separate builds for. It's generally, um, 
you'll look at what the boat's strong at and you'll try and maximize that with the captain or your modules and um, any consumables that you have you also try and maximize upon those so you're playing to your strengths rather than your weakness and um, the captain rework did do a lot of good things to to make ship classes different between battleship, cruiser, and destroyer, but the variety now I think is pretty underwhelming. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's very it's very stagnant. Like I said at the beginning, I I build like like zombie BB builds, and that's it. That's that's all I build. Or or uh, you know this this cruiser build. It's 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 very stagnant. The different types of uh, different yep. types of builds. All right, um, we next have, we're going to discuss some COTS clarifications. Uh, we did talk about COTS last week, and we may have um, had a faux pas or two. Yes, so there was a lot of stuff that was discussed with COTS last week, and with myself being a representative of COTS and Griefer being a CC, uh, we got a few things wrong, and we really kind of shouldn't have, just due to the fact that uh, we can, you know, talk to the people at Wargaming. Like, uh, you know, we, the, he's on the CC Discord. I'm, I'm on a, a few other Discords and the COTS Discords. So it, it, it was something that could have really been easily avoided. Uh, but we had both Seraphis and Bogsy reach out. Uh, they were pleasant. They were nice. I don't want people to think that this is Wargaming policing us or Wargaming attempting to censor us or, or anything bad. We said that is not the case at all. Um... But, you know, they reached out, they corrected us, and they reminded us that we had open lanes of communications uh, with Wargaming to adequately convey stuff to the general public. So the three main things that we wanted to uh, correct is the statements we made about the Chinese server. Now, um, we were both operating under outdated information uh, that the Chinese server was very, very kind of on its own-ish in terms of the content and in terms of everything else that goes on there. Uh, we didn't know, but the Chinese server is actually only one week behind all of the other servers now. That's been uh, addressed and, and brought up. It was, I think, over a year ago. <laughs> so yeah, they, they wanted us, or they reminded us that it was one week delayed and they had the same uh, patches and content as everybody else. So there was that. The other thing was press accounts in terms of their uh, use during COTS. This is actually the first COTS where press accounts will be given for all stages, for all players. Um, I was operating off of older information personally, and I was also freaking zonked on pain medication because <laughs> of COVID. So I, I wasn't thinking clearly and I, and I should have uh, kept my mouth shut. But yeah, press accounts are going to be given to everybody across the board for COTS. And another thing uh, involving press accounts and ships is um, that ship violations are automatically checked by the website when the replays are uploaded. Um, so there's no, oh, it's player reported. Oh, it's, it's all that stuff. Um, I didn't know this because I mainly handle front end stuff for cons, but um, I don't really know how the back end kind of works. So uh, there's that. Um, but yeah, I, I genuinely owe it to both the COTS organization and you, the viewers, to get stuff correct that I should know. So um, that's that's 100% on me. 
And, um, you know, we, we actually wanted to thank both Bogsy and Seraphis for reaching out and uh, clarifying things. Um, it wasn't a message that we like getting, but it's a message that was warranted. And I actually kind of laughed a little bit because I, I pictured Seraphis dri like driving to work or whatever, <laughs> and he just hears us fuck up all of the information, and he's just screaming in his car. That just that popped into my mind for two seconds. It was the same thing when I found out Bogsy had messaged you. I was just picturing him driving through like downtown Austin or wherever the Wargaming office is, and he's just, no! No! That's on us. We should have got yes. it right. That is 100% on us. But, um, we're going to strive to do better in the future, and yeah. But moving on. Yes, we, we had some news that come out this week, 11.10. So this is the patch that drops first week in November, best month of the year because it's my birthday. Um, Happy birthday. Very early. Wait till you see what I'm going to do for my birthday stream. Um, You're going to shave your head again. No. Uh, not to divulge the, not to divert, uh, divert the conversation. But no, no, I like no. your makeup streams. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say it here on what I'm going to, there's going to be lots of, um, I'm hoping to have lots of giveaways, but there's also going to be um, some donation goals. And if I get my main goal, um, we're getting a cream pie pie with um, topping flavoring and all. And my wife or daughter is going to smash it into my face live on stream. Where are you going to get that pie? The golden banana? I know a person. I can get you I can get you hooked up with a nice cream pie. I don't want to chime in here, but I got stuff. No, yeah, you do. There's a British TV show called Taskmaster Driver, mm -hmm. and in it, con comedians are, are tasked to do funny things and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, one of the tasks was to show the Taskmaster that you love him, and that he has an assistant who goes and does all these tasks for them. And so one of the comedians had the assistant guy sit on a cream pie with his bare bottom. <laughs> And what he said was, if that was love, then I've never been in love before. And it's certainly a feeling I've never had in my life. So a smash in the face sounds good, but a bare bottom pie, That's I would donate to do. that. That's yeah. what you should do. You should sit down on Just on putting that idea out yeah. there for you. Yeah, but I can't put that on camera for people to watch. Well, you, you, oh have, a, you have a, you have a, like a, a little divider and you set a camera up just for it and they can see your facial reaction. I just, <laughs> that's worth everything. So, so, no one wants things, to see the bottom part. So two things popped into my head. One, the fact that I know worse has been done on Twitch. Two, the other thing is, um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's uh, like dividers that sometimes people put up if they're getting a massage and they don't want to look back and, and see. I don't know. Some people are mortified by seeing that, you know, they're scantily clad and, and getting a massage. So I just pictured Griefer with like one of those. Where it it's just a divider. Done. I'll like, buy the oh, divider. Oh, let, let, let's oh, let's. Uh, I, I'm uh, so 11.10 .10 had some dev news for no, the no, November no, 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 patch. No, 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 no. I like the cream pie ass idea. We're gonna. I we're mean, gonna... it's. Ah, oh, thank God. People would donate. Thank People God. Donate. Thank, thank I would God. Donate. I'll tell you that. Thank right God, now. it's my stream. GP, GP. We'll, yes, sir. We'll, we'll 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 brainstorm after this. All right. Yeah, we'll, you got we'll it. it you, we'll make it happen. Got it. I mean, Driver, that would be Twitch. Like, I mean, come on. Addy played World of Warships on the official World of Warships stream with his feet when he broke his arm. I think you could get away with a cream pie ass. <laughs> I, think that's fine. I mean, 
that would be the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I regret thousands of viewers. I, I regret bringing this up. But 11 no, this is good. 11.10 November patch. We we've had some early access information. First thing it wasn't the first listed there, but the thing that comes to mind to me is the biggest news is the battle pass. So, commencing in November, Battle Pass system is being introduced into the world of warships. If you are new to this concept, a Battle Pass is a system of tasks or missions or grinds. Basically, they allow you to earn in-game items, generally. Uh, there will be stages that can be completed for free. Generally, you buy the Battle Pass with in-game currency, or they, I, they haven't articulated that, so it could be on the um, premium shop. And... By buying the battle pass, this will give you access to greater items as you complete each stage, and those are being cosmetic, etc. The free chain will contain all the rewards that the player could receive currently for their daily, weekly, and monthly combat missions. So that tells us they're getting rid of that in November. It's moving to the battle pass. The pay chain will include coal, research points, credits, free and elite experience, steel, as well as economic bonuses. The final chain for 1110 Battle Pass will be the new Japanese light cruiser, the Tokashi. Now, for the paid Battle Pass, you'll need less points than what is available to complete all the combat missions. So, there'll be enough points for you to complete the Battle Pass comfortably, in other words. Um, thoughts, gentlemen? Good, bad, ugly? I... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I need to do a little bit more digging and I want to see a little bit more stuff put forward on it. I It seems at face value with the limited research that I have done into it because I've been, I've been struggling with school and a, and a whole bunch of other stuff. I haven't really been able to pay attention to the news cycles. It seems like another form of monetization, which is good on on some sides of the coin it supports the game which is nice because you know this isn't a charity case and and electricity ain't free so it's it's nice to have another way to support the game but at the exact opposite end of the spectrum um i i just think that it's it's another kind of price gouge but again i haven't done all my research and i, I will be doing it this week <clears throat> for me it, it's going to come down to price yeah so the thing that that concerns me from what information is available to us is there's a ship at the end and traditionally if you look at things that have ships at the end of them it's uh it's a pretty costly endeavor to get to that point so i played i played other games that have battle passes and um i'll be the first to admit I don't always pay attention to the combat missions. I'm just pleasantly surprised when things show up in my port. Um, and I like the fact that, you know, there's, there's still a free option to it. If you want to, I'm always of the view, if you want to pay to contribute to the game, then you should be rewarded for it. The question for me is going to be, is it going to be commonplace to have a ship at the end of it? And if there's going to be a ship, like, what's the price point's going to look like? I, I, I would we're already I would, paying for premium. Yeah, I would go ships. on. I would go on record. Probably, I, I don't know anything further, um, but I would think that the ship would not be common. I just think because it's the first battle pass. It's the intro. Yeah. Well, the the positive I see from this is. The research points, the steel. So 
it's allowing players that don't necessarily do the things like the research bureau or clan battle things that are where you traditionally get those types of credits mm-hmm. it provides you another avenue to those and i'm okay with that well, um, I, i'm okay i'm okay with it like i've i've played with battle passes like conan excels has a battle pass now um, Enlisted, which I used to play, has a battle pass. War Thunder, if you've played that, has a battle pass. And there are, there are many other games that do. So um, I, I think in the end, it's a good thing for people to support more for the game for more cosmetic things. You wouldn't want to ship at the end of a paid one, unless that's also available for the free to play. But I, I doubt that. But you yeah, want to keep That's the only it. thing that worries me, the ship at the end. I mean, it's nice cool ship at the end but like but it's not like that, the, jacks, that jacks the price up it's not like a t10 like um if you're a, a amazon prime member you can get generally some prime loot via your amazon prime sometimes that's been the tier 4 dutch cruiser the tier yeah. 4 uh, italian those, those DD. Would be yeah it, it's, uh, it's i'd not be interested high. to see what the the steel and research like at after a year how much steel and research you'd get sorry no no that's fine again i'm i'm dealing with dorm wi-fi somebody's it's fine downloading something doing netflix or something but the the main thing that that just kind of popped into my head you hasn't wargaming had pseudo battle passes kind of with the dockyard and couldn't you have gotten like for instance the huron because it's the only ship i remember from you know the recent dockyards that have a wardship hat partway through couldn't you get that without paying any of the doubloons for the like any of the starter packs or anything you could i'm doing that on my free on my old free to play and i just got the huron this week so and but they've had the renown previously they've also had a few other ships the grafsch bay was an earlier dockyard so yes yes you can you could say that was a battle pass system but um this one, I presume, because it's going to be monthly, they're incorpor- incorporating the daily missions. So it, it comes down to what I think GP says, how much coal, research points, credits, free and elite commander XP, they've said steel and economic bonus that you'll get, and how much the battle pass will cost. Because yeah. for a tenner, or like, say, five, six, seven thousand doubloons, I'd probably put it in per month, but... If they're asking double that, I would be saying it's not worth my time and effort. Oh, I don't. I don't even think. I don't even think they they entertain the thought of fourteen thousand doubloons for a battle pass. That'd be ridiculous. I think that it's going to be closer to like ten, maybe fifteen. How much well, is ten, seven thousand? Ten is what you would pay if you did a premium account every month. Yeah. Mm. The other thing is, how much is like seven thousand doubloons in in real world money? Isn't it like thirty? It's, it's uh, well, let's see here. I'm on the page right now. Uh, ten thousand doubloons, seven thousand doubloons, seven. Uh, rough. So seven thousand five hundred is thirty twenty nine seventy. Oh, that's that's too much. Be too yeah, much. there's there's no way it's going to be seven. I think it's going to be close to like two and a half, or, or maybe. 4,000 Now, a, a lot of the other battle passes, War Thunder enlisted, even Conan. When you buy a battle pass, one of the fr- one of the paid options is to earn your currency back. Like in this case, it'd be doubloons. So, if I bought a battle pass, I had 60 you levels. Make it to the end. If you make it to yeah. the end, basically, if you've put in 2,000 dubs, you get 2,000 dubs back. But if you don't, um, 
you just lose it so that way you've always got enough dubs to always buy your next battle pass over and over and over so it just encourages you to play the game and the content um and the other thing i had i had no no i did ask but i didn't have any concrete responses because obviously this is all still in the early days but um i know on some most battle passes you can pay doubloons or gold to complete the stage so if you're at stage 39 and you're meant to get um get 10 torpedo hits or something and you can't be stuffed doing it you could pay 150 to doubloons to unlock to the next one um i haven't had any clarification if you can unlock battle pass stages via doubloons but i presume you'll be able to be that's that's something i was going to bring up because you you mentioned war thunder and the, the weird thing with the War Thunder Battle Pass is the reward at the end of the Battle Pass, or close to the end of the Battle Pass, is the ability to sell a vehicle in the marketplace, which I don't think is going to happen here. But yeah, they typically, to get the end vehicle, whatever it is, um, you know, the, the IS-2, the, the new Leopard, whatever it is uh, for, um, for War Thunder, it usually costs the price of the vehicle if it were a premium to to get there so we might get the ability to pay stages but i i think it's gonna i think it's gonna cost more than 150 doubloons a stage but again i don't know this is just my my fat boy brain thinking so i, I think it boils down to is the end goal to get people to play more or is the yeah, or, end goal yeah. monetization and <clears throat> We can all have our, our our thoughts on which direction that's going to lean into. It, it's it's going to boil down to it has to be for the the stock player. It has to be economically viable, and you've got to balance. You know, making the reward worthwhile. It'd be you know, there's sometimes on NA where I would love to have more people on at four o'clock in the afternoon. So if that's what it's driving towards, I would be thrilled. Oh yeah, I, th I, I think that's good, but I, I think the end of a lot of programs like a battle pass or anything really like that, I think the end result is profit. I, I don't think, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. so I, <laughs> yeah. I think that that's what the, the main uh, driving factor is going to be. It, it, it well may be, but um, I, I won't have an issue with the battle pass. It'll, it'll all come down to what it costs and what, what it gives you. If it's well, fairly yeah, cheap, yeah. Yeah, because you make like 14 billion kangaroo dollars a month or whatever money you have. I'm a professional a millionaire. Yeah, he can I, buy that. He can buy three cream pies and sit on all of them. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm conversely. It's I'm cream poor, pie rich. I'm a poor college student. You know, something, even if it is. You're, you're, so, you're, so, poor, you're so poor you can afford for your um, DoorDash delivery of Chinese food to be lost. The man Listen, that was that a was, special event. That was my yeah. That was my that was God, my Draper. that was like my one monthly order where I save my pennies and and fucking sit coupon to get it, and then freaking Pedro lost it, and then <laughs> texted me and was a dick to me in the text, and Glad then I went to understand, understand the common man's plight. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it's his in-home cook God. is making him pies that fucking, he sits just... on in his own private time. What's a silver spoon like, Griefer? Just, just. Wait, 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 wait. You, you talk about your one eating when you got sick with um, Corona the week before. Where, where were you throwing up outside of? I was throwing up outside of a nine-dollar Chinese buffet. And what'd you have? Some Chuck E. Cheese, some CC Pizza earlier in the day. 
That was a, I got that on sale at a CVS for a cool, cool price of 75 cents. I think um, if you were... That's, get, if that's you... those little metal tokens you get when you give real money, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the money you save to give to the guy stringing a banjo in the subway. <laughs> that's that's what that is, by the way, in case you forgot what fucking coins are. <sighs> what are coins in this? Um, I'm waiting for the chip to go into my wrist so I can just scan things. Oh, God, don't get me started. No. Don't get me started. I'd hate for that to happen. What's... G GP, it's just... How can he be so detached from reality, and us and us common folk, GP? It's it's incredible. The funny thing is, he thinks I'm a common folk. I love it. Oh, I know GP. Lawyer. You don't know you GP at all. Well, you just shattered the fucking illusion. I know you I'm used sorry. to be a lawyer. I know. I'm poor now. I'm poor. Now. I, I know it. You knew it. Everybody I've lived on both it. sides of that fence. I miss the other side. In eleven point ten, we are. Being introduced oh, yeah, early, still on that. yeah, early access to one of GP's favorite lines. He loves the Yahagi. He mains oh, it. It's his I special love. love. It's his special love child. So how happy are you to have an entire line of Japanese like cruises of Yahagis? <laughs> so uh, we're getting. I mean, interesting concept, and it's you gotta. I'll give him. God, I hurts my feelings. I give wargaming credit here. Um, there, it's a, it's a, in theory, if you read the dev blog and what these ships, the niche they're gonna fill, um, is a kind of a torpedo cruiser, which is unique ish. Um, but we'll have to see in practice. That that to me that seems like, you know, you're just gonna as a destroyer main, I'm just gonna be dodging torps that. That you it's, know, the Japanese cruiser has chucked I, carelessly into the I, cap. I think it's gonna be kind of like when the German battle cruisers came out, and everybody just fucking ate shit from like Schlieffentorps that they forgot went ten billion miles. I think that it's gonna be like that. I, I, the I, other, go, go. Oops, sorry, I was gonna say the other thing is this is a line that, as a history buff and as somebody who, who spends a lot of time sleuthing around on, on history channels, on WoW's discords and, and on the forums and everything, this is a line a lot of people wanted. A lot of people wanted Japanese light cruisers. Like and, and it just baffles me because this whole line, once you reach tier seven, just looks like big Megami. That's all it looks like. And that's that's what I think they're all just going to play like. It looks like the from, from tier seven and eight and up, from the pictures that are posted, it just looks like they locked a Japanese naval architect in a room and said, we like the Megami. Give us more Megamis. <laughs> and then he did that. It, it, well, as a DD main, is less radar? <laughs> well, less, less radar. But, um, uh, and the uh, question is going to become, what's the detect of those torps? If they're high detect torps, they're useless in. Um, then they're useless unless they're uh, like an area denial mechanism. Does, do you guys know the damage on them? Not We'd top have to look. I yeah, have I'm, to look. I'm, I'm and looking the, right now. I was hoping one of you was more. Prepared. No, and no. those things. God damn it! Those things are a work in progress, as we know. Um, even though that's over a month away, so that things can change. Um, this, they're going to be early access. They're going to be via a new Japanese token. I'm, I'm concerned though, because they are a light cruiser. Um, I, I haven't played them, so I'm not, I'm not giving any state secrets away. Um, 
just their arm scheme because if it's like the Yahagi that gets pinned from every angle, I, I like to see how Yahagi's they play. Yahagi's the best ship ever. Oh, yeah, okay. One, right. one shell All touches right. anywhere, it, it, it gets a shell. to the moon. <laughs> um, I'm more concerned if there are CVs in the game, how these ships will fare. Or subs. Oh, well. Or, or, yeah. or a, a tugboat. Well, it's for me, less radar is, is ideal. If if you look at it from like a a competitive standpoint, I don't see how you can give up a a radar for more torps because destroyers. And this is what I was talking about in terms of, you know, Pe destroyers have a niche, cruisers have a niche, Pe battleships have a niche. People can make them work. Like, um, it maybe tied down to a quick smoke DD. Um, it could be its DPM is well worth. Sure. Shit. Oh, absolutely. It just doesn't seem like something that people are going to flock. To have in any competitive sense, we'll, we'll wait and see on that because we, we have sure. been we have been wrong about that before. That uh, is true. Yeah. Hey, I at the beginning well, of the clan battle season when we sat down with people, I said Cherborgs are going to be ran, and you all called me crazy. And how'd that go? I, I don't know what you're talking about, Greeny. Yeah, I know you don't. It's okay. <laughs> go back to counting your money, fucking kangaroo dollars. Sit on a pie. Uh, yeah, sit on a pie. That's, so, that's, I'm gonna spam that in your chat. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we're getting a few new camouflages for the T eight nine ten cruisers, and they they actually look pretty good with this early access. It's not one of these gaudy a legionnaire or something that makes me want to go. My God, that belongs in the nineteen um, thirties Art Deco. The, the camouflages actually look pretty good. Whether those are the permanent ones or if uh, they are the ones that you're gonna get as a special early release. I love those gaudy legion camos so much. <laughs> I don't think I've clicked on my camouflage screen since they became useless. Oh yeah, I just sold them all. But I'm talking about like the permanent ones, like the the ones that came out with the Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I love digressing. The only camouflage I have on are the permanent ones. I was gonna say I, I always put a camouflage on every vessel. Don't tell me you well, run your. Well, that's because you're rich. <laughs> yeah. Another, yeah. another oh rich man problem. I'm detecting a pattern here. Reaper <laughs> we, cannot we, comprehend we, the We can't always man. look good, yeah. Uh, what's, it, what's it like having money? Us, GP. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I, know, I know what it's like having it. I don't know what it's like having it Currently, it's, it's not current. It was, it was magical. Uh, ask, ask, money doesn't buy happiness, they're lying. Ask, oh, ask him in the past tense, he can still tell you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get access to Japanese light cruisers. To be honest, since they were announced to their early release, uh, this, this is actually pretty quick, I've got to say. They were only announced um, a couple of weeks ago less than a month ago and um, we're already seeing them within four or five weeks are going to be early access so i think that's a pretty big win um that they're being added to the game pretty quickly mm. I, it's I'm, always I'm nice. in the other direction there oh. there's too many there's too many new ships it's oh. can you imagine being a brand new player like when i started Two, like three years ago and i think like ke keeping track of all the ships and what they could do was was a task and that was like a new ship came out like every like four months mm -hmm. now it's like here's here's six new ones like Ooh. it's every month it's crazy how many ships are coming out i think like, i found something that we're going to disagree on because i i love the inflow of new content really especially See, especially like tech tree stuff content, just not like six at a time 
No, yeah, that that's fair. And and what I should say, what I when I mean the influx of of new content, I mean I'm, I'm referring specifically to ships, um, not like game modes and stuff. I think that kind of tapered off. Like bring back the dirigible derby. That's meant to be like coming that. back later this year. But I look, yes. we we haven't even mentioned that the patches that's dropping this week is going to include early access submarines. So there's some new content for GP. Yeah, but I wanted to avoid that. <laughs> That's why I was talking. Moving about. on, let's yeah. talk about pies. <laughs> no, we're talking about the graphical update. So in patch eleven point ten, uh, look, we, we've always agreed that the team that works on the maps and they they get a lot of kudos. Same with any of the art departments and ships and so forth. They get a lot of love. Um, they've added some lovely features and additions to the maps of Mountain Rage, North Strait, Estuary, and Northern Lights. I'd go check the dev blog. It's very hard to describe these on a podcast, but personally, my favourite ones are on the north one, where you see a bridge crossing um, between two islands. So I always think of the um, the Danish Strait and around Copenhagen and so forth. And they put in some stone swords as well on one of the islands, which look pretty damn cool. I'm one of those. Those like I, I can appreciate that stuff, but there there should be a a specific person whose job is to drive a ship around all the islands or they release this and make sure you don't get stuck in weird places. I don't care if it looks mm. pretty, if I get stuck in a place that I shouldn't get stuck and in. And then you can't reverse. <laughs> yeah, just my just my weird one-off rant. You know the response. Um, send in your replay with a support ticket and it'll be investigated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get me going. Don't get me going. <laughs> Um, we this now this next one I think most people will be happy to hear about this camouflage modification. So in eleven point ten, the group that's currently labelled special in the exterior tab tab will be divided into two groups. There'll be a special one and a, a trophy, like Greedy's a trophy husband. Users will be able to sell camouflages from both these groups in 11.10. So if you do win, say, 50 subscriber camos from GP's super container, I mean, sorry, CC containers, you'll be able to sell them going forward in 11.10. Now, I know a lot of people have wanted this. What are your thoughts, gentlemen? Oh, it's, it's a pretty simple win in my books. Yeah, it's, a, it's good. I'm about to be rich in game. They they didn't say how much they're selling for though. I did. Doesn't know. matter. I've got so many subscriber camos. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I, I think most people will be pretty happy with that because when the economic um, rework came in, people questioned why couldn't I sell my two hundred of these camos because they're special, right? Land. Yeah. Well, and that's how I made enough money to be able to bid on the Delarna selling all my camos. Now. I've got a section for the auction house later. I did notice, as as we discussed post-economic rework, the ability to split your economic bonuses was removed, but we still haven't seen a way to combine them. And I, I wonder if that will ever come back, or because that was mentioned that we would eventually. That sounds like that's going to be towards the end of battle passes and stuff. Maybe. Yes. No, but I'd, I'd be maybe it'd be via doubloons as well. But I don't know if we'll ever get that option. Um, I'd have to recheck. It's going back a fair bit while reading through those dev blogs about that. So it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. We also see something that has been lacking for a long time. Now that we've got achievements 
delinked to flags. We're seeing a new one. It's um, a new heroic achievement. It's going to be a reconnaissance in a battle. This achievement will be awarded for the following conditions. So both of these conditions must be met. So accumulate spotting damage to enemy ships. At least 20% of the nominal hit points of all ships on the enemy team. So that's before... Um, heals and all that go off and deal damage to enemy ships damage must be at least five percent of the total nominal hit points of all enemy ships now i did ask for clarification if cv consumable fighters will count for spotting because currently you can get spotting damage for those i haven't had a reply so i'm going to assume yes thoughts on this gentlemen good addition i, I know it's been asked for for a long time as well to have some sort of achievement for spotting yeah i i really like that idea um i know it's something that had been asked for both here in world of warships and i know that it's something that had been asked for in world of tanks to uh, reward spotting damage and, and stuff like that they added it there and it's coming here which is nice so i'm i'm all for it i'm gonna be the, the negative guy this whole thing i can feel it in my bones I mean, uh -oh. it's it's a great achievement, but achievements they don't matter anymore. They don't. So, they they don't. Like, and I mean, some of them are so hard to get. Like, I really appreciated the award for I don't know winning four v one, or f four more v one. So I mean, it's nice to have, but it, it's doesn't phase me. I do know that um, it's going to. I think from memory work with the new Pan-Asia commander that they announced as well. So it's, it's really going to um, work well with with that commander. Oh, look. Well, I mean, you get all these achievements, but the, it's just fancy badges on the screen. Yes. It... I miss the days of when my ship blew up, I got flags for it, so... Were you, were you one of those tier 4 farmers that, without debt flags? No, but I never <laughs> used debt flags in random, so when I went into ranked and clan battles, I would never blow up and have my team angry at me. Yeah. I don't know, like, flags, flags were important, and it was such a nominal amount. Like, I've got 10,000 plus games, I think I've gotten solo warrior, like, 15 times. I think I've gotten... Confed like it's not they're not big numbers we're all not grifer hey um, no you, you have to be captain mm, greeny greeny's so good at this game he can invest hours into genshin impact well but if you <coughs> if you if you get that the, i miss those little like hey, i i, I do this. too you got I confederate get you get high caliber like, you get first blood yeah. first first blood was like always it, a nice one well and my other negative comment in this is before we add these, maybe fix the dev strike working. Oh, like 100% of that, the time. no, no, they've reworded on how dev strike works. So rather than fix I still it, under, I still understand. Like I get it a lot. I just don't understand why I do sometimes and why I don't other. Uh, yeah, I, I yes, um, they've reworded. You have to go look up how dev strikes described. But in the all wiki. of it, all of it doesn't matter anymore. So I guess that's the gist of what I'm saying. They're, Correct. They're nice to have. If you have a great game, it's really fun to have like a whole strip of them at the end, but you don't get anything for it, so it's irrelevant. It's like everyone, when you're in a division, you get the division stars. And they're yeah, pretty easy same concept. That, that's fair enough. I, I Look, I would love to see a new ones. I'd love to see some meme-ish ones as well, because... Um... 
I know liquidator was removed. What was the one that you got for flooding and you didn't die? Um, it's still in the Unsinkable? game. Unsinkable? Unsinkable. I think I've only got that once or twice. That That's a failure to yeah. DCP properly. I would like to see a few ones that... Um, mock play die in players. the first five minutes die in the first five minutes die in the first two minutes like like red team mvp <laughs> yes yes but some people probably get insulted by that but i, I would like to see some oh, i'd wear that with pride some like, tongue-in-cheek like, ones there'd be imagine like a zero damage win oh yeah just, yeah just, just just call it like Play, plays would try to get that deliberately by sailing around. Yeah, the zero forgot, damage, but win. Forgot to show up. <laughs> <laughs> you win the you win the game, but you're AFK. Uh, or uh, yeah, oh, uh, you could even take that to the degree of if you turn pink, you get one. Like we we we've had the call, um, call it like the badge of shame. You you had the captain bad advice things. I would have loved to have seen some meme achievements in randoms not a special game mode i don't want to only earn them in a special game mode i'd love to see it in randoms like it'd be funny for the july ish like to have that be just meme like if, if you if you're a dd and you take a torpedo and you lose 80 percent of your health it's like <laughs> learn to dodge better or things like that i like it i'd be into that yes and we have a new vessel coming out as well that's been announced. Now, we did discuss this one with um, Drakinafel only a few weeks ago, the HMS Hector. So this is a unique vessel. It's built around 133mm light guns with seven turrets, but with a diamond turret formation at the front. Uh, it's got three at the rear. Um, it's got a lot of guns. It's 14 133mm guns, as well as four four tube torpedo launches so it's similar um, as those to the cruiser neptune i won't go through all the stats gentlemen what do you, what do you think of this sounds it's it look it's a it's a glass cannon obviously it's got royal navy superior light cruiser armor but what do you think of having so many guns on such a boat it's got actually quick Reload, 6.7 on 14 guns. You might not think that's quick, but I, I actually think that's pretty good. All I'm going to say is we're profits. We called it. All right? So, you know, if you want your hot off the press, well, hot, soon to be off the press is wow's news. Come to the uh, Salt Ships and Scuttlebutt podcast. That's all I've got to say. I, I I mean, we spoke about it back when we spoke to Drakenefeld. It's a wonderful ship design. It's an interesting ship design, and it's something I'd like. Because, uh, you know, I, I enjoy playing boats at Tier 10 that, you know, start with small and end with Ensk. So anything kind of in that wheelhouse, I, I'll enjoy it. You've got It'll issues. It's got, good, yeah. it's got good firing range. 15.6, um, you know, torpedo protection is non-existent. The HE does good damage. 8% fire chance. Sigma's 2.05, uh, so it's got really accurate guns. So the it max sounds like your dream ship. Maximum dispersion, so at fifteen point six range is hundred and forty meters. That that is super accurate. Um, That's a destroyer killer. And it's I'm actually oops, sorry. No, I was gonna say and it comes with a crawling smoke as well. And has a choice between defensive AA and hydro. Now, I, I'm I'm a bit of a savant. I'm I'm gonna say with a crawling smoke, I'm gonna take hydro. Mm, yes. 
does the um oh man what's the tier six all ap shooting little beast that i like i can't um, think of it off the top of my head right the now the canaris it's it's premium the canary oh the you got the canaris you got the dido no 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 the mysore which is the t6 fiji the mysore yeah yeah um does did mysore have crawling smoke or just regular smoke just regular smoke right? no nah, it's crawling yeah and i love that shit yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. I I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm actually contemplating holding on to my steel and not buying the Mecklenburg in case it comes out for steel. Does this? Um, you can't fire all these guns at once, though. There's no well, angle you can fire them all. Six. So. You can get. I don't know if you can get all four of the diamonds. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. Say, depending depending on the arcs, if you're shooting at something at long enough range, the diamond turret should be able to elevate over. Correct. I and, think you uh, can get all seven turrets going. If you're angled, say you're firing to your port side or your left, if you're angled, your nose to your right, you can get all seven turrets going. Not flat broadside, but about 45, 50 degree angle, you'll probably be able to get them all going. I mean, uh, it sounds like your dream ship. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, I'm, I, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm holding on to all my stuff. No, it would be a good, good boat. Um, got good air defense, but... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And this patch, I think you got to the end of today, we saw a, a new auction house gentleman. We saw that the Belfast has returned 900 Belfasts are available across all three servers. Opening bid was 15,000 doubloons. Now, I know people have bid 30,001. I know people have bid over 45,000 now. Do you think... What do you think... I, I'm going to say it's going to go for... 42,000. What, what do you think the Belfast will go for before we move on to the other items available? I think it's going to be in the 40s because I, I, th I think you're just going to have a whole bunch of people sitting there being like, oh, it's the Belfast! And they don't remember that Tier 7 isn't as nice as it used to be and as uh, prime picking for the Belfast as it used to be. Belf not, Belfast saying... is still good. It, it still holds its oh, own yeah. Tier 7. I'm, I'm not... Oh yeah, I'm not saying it's underpowered, but it it's it's not like when it was just fighting Atlantas in tier fives. So I, I think that it's yeah, it's gonna go in the mid forties and the people who are throwing that money doubloons at it, I think they're gonna be very happy with their purchase. Do you have one, JP? Do you have a Belfast? I do. Have one. I do. Do you do you Never like your Belfast? What? Never actually played it. Oh, maybe like once or twice. But see, what, what people are talking about using it for is like a browser or something that was announced. I was reading somewhere on the, the, the Reddit where it would have made sense for that. But like normally in like a tier 7 brawl, like I'm playing Destroyer, so I really don't have purpose for a Belfast. But like, what, that's the kind of ship where if it were a Kamikaze R, I would be all over that. So what, I could totally see more than double the price. When they did the brawls, I think at tier 7 or the... the when before we had the rank as we do now we had rank sprints where you could div up with people if you remember that yeah. they did a t7 rank sprint and when you had two belfast together that was really it toxic. was that or an indie yeah, yeah it, was it, it, it was toxic because they had radar and they could share smoke well i, I still brought my z39 into then i still brought my tor fine. torp reload here at say you because it's so much more fun 
Yeah, I, I have a I have a Belfast too, and I love it. I even got the uh, the Irish came out came out earlier this year. Hmm. The pot, pot of golds for the Belfast and the Belfast Forty Four. Wow, it's a it's a good boat. Hmm. And we also get access to or potential access to two more um, super ships. We have the the um, child of the Helen, the, the Delana, and. We have the Clawsuits, which has had a recent buff announcement. It's, um, Citadel repair damage is going up from 10% to 33%. And I think that's a pretty... Any cruiser that gets that kind of buff to sit repairs is... It's a pretty strong well, buff. I don't think that was a buff. That was what it was supposed to be. That was in the dev blog that came out yesterday. It's getting... A yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're changing to that. But I think the, it was that was what it was supposed to be, but it was overlooked that... I don't know. Could be wrong on that. Because don't all, like, German cruisers at that have that same 33%? I, could, I, mean, I get Citadel a lot as a German cruiser. Couldn't I tell you. On I don't know. I, uh, I don't really It does know just the, seem the... like, it seems like a big Hindenburg, though. Oh, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it just looks like for me. That's why I didn't throw any money at it. Just big Hindenburg. I've seen people um, put up crazy numbers with it, though. Oh, like if you're awesome yeah. at the Hindenburg, you're going to love it. Hindenburg's pretty thing. easy to get big damage games in. It kind of just seems like a farm ship, you know, where if you if you can park up on a flank and like farm battleships and cruisers, you're you're fine. You you can you can toss up very nice damage numbers. The what? Delana, though. Ooh, mm. Oh, do you like it? I don't know. I haven't played it yet. I'm just looking what at the are numbers. Your what are your thoughts on it? I wish i had more than a thousand credits at the moment to throw at the auction oh yeah go sell yeah. all your signals all your all your economic bonuses i did and i bought a haku and now i have no money oh boo he's a cv guy right, no well, that I'm... ends my statement here why would you waste your money on something like that because i'm a completionist what why don't you sell your haku completing all of the lines now that now that you got your um your super container go sell your hack no, because I like being a completionist. I like having votes. I, I want to have all of the tier tens. How many do you? Oh, I was gonna say, how many do you have in port? Ah, uh, that is a very good question. I'm I'm pushing north of three or four hundred ships. I think. No, how many? How many of boats the, do you have at tier ten? Uh, I got like sixty uh, super containers. I think mm. in that neighborhood, sixty fifty five. I don't. I'm just now starting to get uh, a lot of the the steel ships. Like, I got the burger. I'm going to get the Mecklenburg here soon. But I, I don't have the Ragnar. I don't have the Austin. I don't have uh, I don't any like of the, the other ones. Um, and I don't have many of the coal ships as well. So stuff yeah. like that is, is stuff that I really need to work on and chew through. But in terms of, like, actual lines, I need to do Japanese destroyers because I, I, I'm terrible at landing torpedoes. So I'm just going to have to lock myself in a room and, and, and learn how to do that finally. And not just gray line everything. Um, I need to get German aircraft carriers because I played the Rhine once and I and it's not fun. And doesn't get fun until tier ten. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. The problem is, is right. I played Ryujo and and Ranger first. Ryujo, you just torp and AP bomb the crap out of everything. And with Ranger, you just fly over and drop one thousand pound bombs on everything, and then they just like get a concussion <laughs> and they don't fight back. It's great. It's true. And then and then I go to the Rhine, which does none of that, 
and it does all of it poorly and i can't land rockets so i just don't do damage you gotta you got you learn to land your ap rockets and yeah, you, uh, you become much better it doesn't do string damage like every other scene no it doesn't a ton of fires and floods yeah. so that that's that's the thing i i i needed to kind of learn and play cvs a little bit better to to kind of be able yeah. to to finish that line uh other than that i I, th I have everything French. I have everything Russian. I have everything American. Um, yeah, you're so, getting there. But yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting. Yeah, there. Well, but, to get us back on top. I was going to say Delana. Delana. Very nice boat from the numbers. <laughs> uh, well, and there's a lot of hate on that boat. Look, I've I've seen a lot of people play the Yamigiri and the Zorki. It's not the boat sometimes, so the the hate. What? I love the Delarna. Is it, is it just people calling like people who are playing the Delarna stupid in game chat, or are there people well, who are genuinely no, upset about no, the boat? No, no, it's, it's you know. So um, during it, it had its its sister ship during testing is the Klausowitz, and that's yeah. a big flashy fiery. And if you look at it on paper, it looks it's just a beefed up Holland. Yeah. For um, the next turret. Wait, doesn't it have it, them, them swappable torpedoes? Yeah, well, and so you look at like the Yamagiri, you could switch to um you can have the, the little triple fire and you can have the twenty kilometer torps. The the mechanism for the Delarna is slower eight kilometer heavier hitting torps. Um and um, that, that's you don't get to that, use them very often. I was going to say, but that's still a great option around islands for an oh ambush. Well, not just that. The 15-kilometer super-fast torpedoes. Yep. I mean, I don't want to tell anyone the ship is great because I have an auction bid out for it. I want it that badly. So don't bid on it. It's a terrible ship. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to say this first is, personally, I, I even though I've got 200 million credits i don't bid on these vessels because they'll become available as super ships in three months you're getting a bit of um exclusivity to play these boats but they're coming to the game and for me oh, I'd, I'd, I'd rather just keep my money this is the first one of all of the the little auction ships that i i feel i would play every day and giggle and have a great time in Clawsuits um, will be popular. I, I think that will go strong. I, I think the Clawsuits will still go um, for oh about God. 200 million. Oh, God. The is going to go for way more than the Delarna. I, I think it'll go for about 200-odd million. Um, we'll see. Yeah. It... Well, and it's, what, 500 across all servers? Yep. Not a lot. It's not a lot, but that was the same with the Patri and the Edgar. I don't know how many what they had. What those go for? Um, 242 for the Patri and 220 for the Edgar. Yeah, so some are in that ballpark. It's a lot of money yeah, still. I, I, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to throw 200 plus million credits. I, I threw more than that. I'll just say that much. Now, well, how I'm much? Just, could I'm you waiting actually, for the refund. Could you actually just tell us down to the cent how much you threw at it? So <laughs> no, because some people, people how much did it. Green, green, greenies no. poor. Greenies poor. Listen. It's more. It's more. It's, there's a three in the number somewhere. <laughs> and, and, there is some, and there are some zeros. You bid three some zeros. $3, yes. Now, one other thing in the auction that caught my eye, the 
they've done flags for boats. If you're a collector, you generally go for them. And I, I like collecting everything. And I think it was the flag oh, no. for the Ohio. But they asked it for premium, premium time. I love premium. it. I, I actually like it too. I, 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 I won't know. even tell you how much I bid. I'm going to tell I everyone. Will, I will tell you I, how much you do bid. 501 days. Oh, I bid more than that. <laughs> what did you put there was, I saw From some, Ohio. Somebody threw up like a thousand premium days for that Ohio flag. I did. Oh. And he was like, he was like, I'm going to put it on my Ohio. So I'll have Ohio on my Ohio. And I was like, <laughs> from Ohio, man, I'm going to wear that flag. I, I'm, I'm going to log what in after this about? and I'm going to change it to a thousand or one. That's fine. I mean, there's, there's a ton of them that are being given out. And my thought process was I'm going to bid enough that I guarantee I get it. And then the rest gets like, I oh. like, I'm, I'm kudos to Wargaming. For the the lowest bid, yeah, that that, that 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 is that is good. But I was gonna say it's coming close, or a few months away from Christmas Creed, so I'm, I'm anticipating I'll end up with another 1,200 days of premium. So that's why I don't mind throwing it around. Yeah, me too. Me too. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> yes. So I bid a thousand. I bid a thousand, and I giggled the whole time I did it because for me it's the only flag. Like I like the the pirate flag. Mm -hmm. I like there's some weird pig flag. Um, and then I put the CC flag on from time to time. But we used to get uh, like a bonus for that and you don't get yeah. it anymore. So oh, you, for me, you got that, Ohio, you they got have the Ohio deployed. flag on all my ships would be awesome. Now, we also had seven days premium for doubloons. That was there last time. I didn't really look up how much um, that goes for, but it, for free to play players, as long as it's less than what you're play, paying for in the premium shop... Sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, are you getting house invaded or are you, did you sit on a cream pie? My dog, she wants to play. Alright. Wait, 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 wait. What type of dog do you have? Golden Retriever. God bless. Alright. Can, can can you provide me with the dog picture after the program? I don't, I, this is like the fifth time I've, I've torn this thing off the rails, but I love dogs. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll trade you. I'll send you a picture of my dogs. Dog swap. Um, and we also have coal. 50,000 coal. Last time they went for about 65 million credits. I'm, I'm not sure. Play's a bit miffed that the coal's been half from 100,000 to 50. Um, there's no real communication about those things until we get them. So it'll be interesting to... I might even ask as to why this was halved and will that be a permanent thing going forward. So we'll see, we'll see shortly about the auction house. Now, GP, something up for you. The dream segment. We, we've had many people on and we've asked them, have you ever had a dream about the game World of Warships? Now, Game Prodigy, have you had a dream? I have. I mean, if you play a game enough, you, you have to. Have you have you had like more than one? Have, have you had more than yeah, one? Yeah, but the one there's one that sticks in my mind. Oh, do tell us, do tell us. What's your dream? So, when I when I first started playing this game, I got in Atlanta, and I played poorly in the Atlanta a lot. But the dream I had, it was very early on, but I was the the uh, uh, the shell loader on the Atlanta, and it was like a. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, um, oh God, what's her name? 
it's like a chocolate factory where where the the conveyor belt goes faster, and then you're trying to load shells for the Atlanta. Oh, and, yeah. just, <laughs> and I'm just running around like a madman trying to grab shells for it, and like I'm throwing whatever I can into it, and the captain's screaming at me. Like, and at a certain point, we're just like, I threw my shoe in there. Like, I'm just trying to throw anything in there. Yeah, to you're just trying to keep up. You to shoot, and you, you can't. Um, uh, but I remember vividly, we were on two brothers. You're in that sweet spot for the Atlanta, and I was the gun loader, and I couldn't keep up. And that's that's that is my wild stream. That's that's <laughs> that is that's also. Not, we usually have like I was an oppression, and I and I dev struck a zow. No, 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 no. And you're just like I was throwing shit into a breach, yeah, like, trying, <laughs> trying my damnedest to to keep up with it. Yeah, no, they. Uh, I've actually been in those five-inch gun turrets that they uh, had on the Atlantas. I, I was on the USS Salem. Those are incredible pieces of kit. And when you get in there and you see how the uh, feed system works, you can see why the fire rate's so high. It's, yeah, well, it's, it's incredible. Those hold, what, like 20 shells Well, in, it, in advance? It, it depends because there's um, one in the breach two on the they they call it in the rack or in the tray but two two essentially on the loading tray and then they're um they can usually they call it feet stacking where they'll just put shells in obviously insecure places around the turret because the turret's turning you don't want to be slipping all over five inch shells um but yeah they they can keep upwards of 15 in the turret and then the auto loader i think or the 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 chain they call it cycles up rounds i think two rounds every like two or three seconds and then right below the turret there's always a, a feeding room with like north of 120 shells in the ready rack so they, yeah, they can keep you'd it going. need them the way i aim oh yeah oh yeah. <laughs> yeah the only other thing i remember about that dream is i was also responsible for the cost of it and so every time we fired a shell i was freaking out that we were losing money. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the other one I, I forgot about that, that, that element of it that does not sound like a good dream it was a panicky dream i'll say that much Yes. No, well, thank you for sharing that dream. Um, now, yeah. we've seen the second last day of the current clan battle season. It was at Tier 8. Now, GP, I don't know if you've merked or played anything, but what do we think Stay of far it? far away from that. If, well, fair enough. What do you think of the tier, uh, 6v6 at Tier 8? Was it a good season? Um, do we see lots of similar builds in the end? Um, I, I personally would love to see, as they've done for COTS and just saying, we can only have one Kremlin, one Ohio. I'd love to see a max of one season. You can only have one of each type. So one Kleber, one Des Moines, one Salem. You can't have multiples because it seems... Who remembers that T10 season where we had six Venetias and a CV? Uh, don't traumatize me. Do that not. Iron Curtain. Oh, yeah. Stalingrad Wolves. And I remember that happened right before I got my Stalingrad and I was all excited about it. And then that meta went through the freaking window, and then I just ended up with a ship that no one played anymore. Yeah, best steel mm. purchase ever. That's why I've, I tell people not to get Stalingrad first. It's it's always like the Berg, the Burger, Burgonia first. But, but and... a year and a half ago, that was the go-to ship to get, and then the uh, um, German CVs came out that just citadeled the high heck out of it, and that mm. was that. Yeah, that that was, I think, one of the saddest things I've ever had to do in World of Warships is uh, during the, the Tier 10 CV season where the Immelman 
that just came out, the Richthofen that just came out, was telling one of my clan members to get into a Stalingrad or a Moskva and just seeing them just get like <laughs> obliterated <laughs> two minutes into the game. You just keep watching, you just keep watching the comments like, oh, it's, you just, oh I'm about to lose 30k. Uh, oh, God, yeah, I'm hidden. You're looking, you're like, oh, I wonder who he's going for. And then the guy in the Moscow would just yells, he's fucking going for me. They yeah. always fucking go for me. Yeah. And then he just got 30k. Been there. Yes, but let, let, let's hope we we won't we won't touch it. They did announce the next um, clan battle season, but we'll touch upon that maybe in a week or two. So overall, tier rates you thought was a good season. Was there enough variety, um, Greeny? There was like three different metas that got ran, and that's kind of the problem with tier eight. Um, once the 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 burger or uh, not not the Sherberg. Yeah, the 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 chair broke. I'm so glad you you haven't called it what other people are calling it. What well, what are people calling it? I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. That's Why would you bring it up there, Pi? Yeah. Because I thought Greeny would have known the name. Uh, well, I well I I know what the Napoli got during the tier ten season. The skill gap. Yeah, we, we, we're not calling. We're, we're talking about the tier eight. Get it? No, I know, but I'm I'm just saying there's funny nicknames out there. But yeah, after the burger got banned, uh, I I actually kind of. Thought the burger run it down meme uh, strat was funny for the first week, and then it got really, really annoying. Um, after that, it swapped more cruiser heavy, where people would uh, run either Talons or Chapayevs, Kudazovs, things like that. I think that was good because it really kind of came down to who can trade better, who can land their shots better, and who can manage. Uh, damage better which i think is nice i think it's better than me go me unga bunga four Sherborgs down flank they cannot kill us because we all have sixty thousand hit points or whatever and we have battleship guns so we gas any cruiser we come across you know i, I think that I it's, think Greifer, it's better. he's got it right to say instead of ban this ban that limit this limit that is one of each type and then at that point if you're you're entering the clan battle and one of your team members doesn't have it, well, that's something to work on and build towards. Yeah. One ship is not going to win a game. No. Um, it, it's just, I only said one of each type because I got tired of the three, weeks in, three yeah. weeks in before we got a, a ban. And then we, two weeks to go, they limited the Bayards and the Sherbergs. But for the previous six weeks, we've all suffered with it. Like, it, it just, it took too long maybe across the servers to see that there was an imbalance at some yeah, of the tiers there was a betting pool in the officer chat on when the uh ship org would get banned or limited and everybody got it wrong <laughs> by like a week or two weeks they all we all guessed it would be gone in like two or three or maybe even four weeks and it yeah that, that's what surprised me incredible amount of time that they even where we had the lennon and the vlad you were seeing teams running four sherbergs or five with a bb generally it was four with a bb and a dd for vision and they would just press w the lennon got necked two weeks in i was gonzo and then we were like okay the Sherborg's obviously going to go through the same thing. And the Wargame is like, well, we need more data. And then it was just, <laughs> it was just weeks of Unga Bunga me run down in Sherborg. There's, there's not, I need more data. It, it's, it's. Yeah. As a former caller, that's the best strategy I could give my, just, just go. Just well, go yeah, and shoot things. 
Well, yeah, and, and it's funny when you're on that flank because again, you just go he he ha ha. We all load AP. He he ha ha. We all shoot this guy. He he ha ha. He loses twenty k. But when you're the guy losing twenty k, it's not fun. Yeah. Or, or when you're the guy kiting early on, I was doing it in the targets. Like, oh gee, these Sherbergs are running me down. I can't get away. It's like, like yeah, because they outrun you because the Sherborg is is a light battleship on crack. <laughs> it's literally like a meth head in front of Seven Eleven. They outrun you. They out-damage you, and they outlast you. What do you mean? It's perfect. It's a very accurate metaphor. I'll give you that. Great Greeny has lived up to that maybe once in his past life. Listen, I used to work nights. I'd go into 7-Eleven at like 4 a.m. to get a snack or to, to you know, get, a, get an energy drink or coffee or something. And then, actually, never mind. I'm not finishing this story. Moving on. I was going to say, like, one time you should know to buy him ahead of time. Well, yeah. Get stabbed once, shame on me. Get stabbed two or more times, shame on you. Oh, I didn't get stabbed. I, I was, I was good friends with the, with the crackheads in front of Seven Eleven. Oh, you know, I, I, I saw right. them like, you know, chasing squirrels and stuff, and they, oh. they could do it very well. Or, or we'll leave it, we'll leave it there. I could say that yeah. clan battle, this current clan battle season, I am glad that it is ending. Yeah. The, the one thing that is kind of weird, though, and, and I've seen a lot of people kind of grind their gears about it, is a week after this clan battle season ends, we have a, uh, a tournament, which uh, I'm not saying it's bad timing. I'm just saying that it's something that a lot of people have, have spoken about. Uh, yeah, there's no, I, I there's no downtime. Like, yeah, there's what, no once, downtime. Once upon a time, clan battles ranked and COTS used to go in cycles. It'd always be a week or two between each one. Um, now ranked forever, clan battles. It feels like it's there every so often. Uh, um, but that, that, that's that's another story. There, there. The amount of times where I, I like messaged people in Bongzi, I was like, "All right, you got to get back in the battleship." They're like, "What do you mean? It's been two weeks." Yep, get back. I need you. Uh, yeah. Well, this this season has pro probably by the time you listen to the podcast, the season will have ended. Yes. And we're about to go into Greenie's history segment, but um, Game Prodigies are going to leave us at this point. So, GP, thank you for coming onto the podcast. It was lovely to have you on, sir. Cheers, man. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I it, it was genuinely a, a joy to talk to you, and I'm not even trying to gas you up. So Thanks, man. Not a problem. Well, anytime you want someone to be the negative... Nancy of the group, I'm your guy. Well, you can, it's you, typically me. It's typically <laughs> me, but I have to put a nice face on. You should div up with um, Captain Green, GP on stream. He will be generally either the first one to die or the last one to die on your team. I am oh, the best okay. Napoli yeah. on North America. Yeah, just hit me up. I'll, I'll, I'll come. I'll play. I'm Excellent. stream safe, mostly, I hope. So, you know. Well, I can to... mute my Discord if not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jens. Well, have a good one, GP. Have, have a great weekend, buddy. Evening. what do we have for our history segment this week um well i actually got a lot of good feedback on the thing that we talked about last week okay the ocean the ocean ranger so i just kind of wanted to put it out there uh, get a little bit of feedback from viewers if if people want me a like half and half type deal where uh, every other week i can alternate um but yeah please just let me know uh, D in DMs or, or whatever, um, because I, I genuinely do like talking about all this different stuff. But I am going to uh, 
revert back to history here. And I was actually going to talk about the uh, KGVs this week, which I think uh, King King George V, which I think was a very yes, which I think was a very interesting um, development cycle and a very very interesting yes overall. The development cycle, if if memory serves me right, I know we touched upon this the other week. It initially was proposed not to have a heel. I was talking about real life. Oh, real life. Sorry. I thought yeah, because we're, we're in the history segment. Yeah, well, okay. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I come across as a dickhead? No, it doesn't really matter. Go, go for it. Go for well, it. Well, yeah, it, in, in real life, it, it, it was very interesting because the, the British naval development has, has always been very interesting. And they've always been very ahead of the curve sometimes, behind the curve and other times. So they took a little bit of a gamble when it came to the armament right off the bat because they were thinking of triple 16s. They were thinking of triple 15s. They were thinking about all quad 14s. They, they were thinking about a whole bunch of different... Um, Calibers. Yeah, because they, they were thinking, they're like, okay, we... Other than the Nelson, we don't have any 16-inch guns in service. And something that a lot of people don't take into consideration when they're designing a ship is behind every single component on that ship, there has to be a, a supply network and a support network. It's not just going to magically arrive in crates wherever you go. So the Navy has, you know, a lot of stockpiles around of 14 inch guns laying around. So they have a massive backstock of components or 14 inch guns. They have a massive backstock of 15 inch guns and the, the required components, the shells, the whole shebang. So that kind of kicks out the 16s immediately during the, the development. Because the other thing that not a lot of people take into consideration when they're looking at ship designs is a lot of times these ships are built around the weapon systems. Mm -hmm. The reason, for instance, the reason the Des Moines is so large compared to the other treat, uh, the other post-treaty cruisers that the U.S. built is because of the auto-loading system and all of the the mechanical doodads that that required. That that's why the displacement uh, displacement was so much higher. And, and that's just why the, the ships were much larger than a Baltimore or a Cleveland or anything like that. So the same thing kind of applied to the KGV. They, they knew that they wanted to have barbettes of uh, a size that, like I said, they could fit triple 15s and they could fit triple or, or maybe even a quad 14 in there. So that was one of the first decisions that was kind of tossed up and, and made throughout the design process. Um, the other one was uh, also the armor belt and the armor layout of the ship overall, because they 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 had recently kind of gone into the woods a little bit with the Nelsons in terms of of an internal layout and in terms of overall design, because you know it, it has all the forward guns. So they, they were thinking about maybe doing something like that. There's a few KGV concepts that have uh, the armament all forward. There's a few KGV concepts where there's actually all of the armament in the back. Um, there, there's a lot of different uh, initial concepts, but they end up boiling. Uh, they end up deciding on the two forward, uh, one, one aft 
which was uh, you know very very commonplace at the time. Yes. Uh, you, you see it on the Sodaks, you see it on the on the North Cals, you see it on um, the the Yamato, which was also roughly designed in the in the same time period, or being built in the same time period, um, stuff like that. So it, it was it was a very kind of safe and standard concept that they ended up going with. And I think that part of that is the Nelson had a a metric shitload of issues when it came to uh, its its design, due to the all gun forward layout. Um, they had problems with magazines. They had problems with the glass on the bridge shattering whenever the guns were fired. They had problem with deck warping because instead of having one or two turrets firing and the concussive forces from the guns there, it was all three forward. So they, they had a, a lot of issues, which is one of the main reasons why they they, they pushed back to the uh, more conventional More conventional layout. layout. Yeah. And... Um, but they, they still had to fit in a lot of the different things that they had to accommodate on the Nelson, such as fuel and, and provisions for range. Because at this time, Britain is still an, an empire. They still have overseas territories. They still have a whole bunch of stuff that they have to uh, defend and, and, and deal with. And the other thing is, is they also have to have a lot more room for, uh, to take stuff along with them. Because at the end of the day, if you go to the South Pacific, cool, there might be a harbor there that's deep enough for you, but they're probably not going to have everything needed to facilitate and and maintain a battleship. So they they also had to cart around, or they, they had to cart around to a degree a lot of uh, components and stuff as well. And, and uh, She, she had a pretty ship. big crew of about 1,500. Yeah, she, she was a big girl. Um, and a, a lot of people... Again, uh, you, you got to remember, I do uh, a lot of sleuthing about on naval forums, both uh, with posts made by people who are educated on the subjects. I actually talked to, to Kinefeld a little bit, and uh, I, I also talk to people who go, who, who think they are military experts on things. So I, I get a lot of different perspectives, and there's a, a strong grouping of people in the not-so-informed uh, community that it was to facilitate the quad turrets and that they required a lot more people to both maintain because uh if you if you know your history you know that when they went and fought the bismarck the quad kept on fucking jamming and then even the duel started jamming the the dual 14 inch guns so there there's a lot of people who think that the added staff was for maintenance in the, in the operation of those turrets and uh it really wasn't <laughs> It, it was just because the the ship required that many people to fulfill and, and tick all of the boxes that it, it needed to. Yep. No, oh, it had a, it had a lot of secondaries. It had a lot of AA. But oh like, yeah, it it's it had a short lifespan. Ten years in total. Like it was it was com or launched and commissioned um, two years into the war for the Second World War, and um, she did a few memorable things in the partaking of operations, but she had nothing. That really stood out in her career. No, yeah, because you, you had the Duke of York, which tangled with the Scharnhorst. You had the Howe, which I don't really think was involved in any massive surface ship engagements in terms of, like, you know, versing cruisers or destroyers. Um, a, a lot of battleships during the Second World War ended up doing a lot of just basic kind of shore bombardment 
So a, a lot of these ships didn't lead glorious lives, but I, I still am, am fascinated by the design cycle and everything. I mean, if, fuck, the most famous picture of the of the HMS Howe is her going through the Suez Canal. You know, there, there's a a lot of there's a lot of uh, things that these ships didn't or weren't able to do. Yeah, but just to kind of wrap things up here because I, I think we're pushing an hour or two, so I don't I don't want to ramble for too long here. They they ended up going with the 14s, and that was mainly due to the fact that they had um, been able to develop a 14-inch shell, which could, in theory, have the same impact forces and the same impact damage as a 15. So their thought process was, um, you know, okay, I go with these 14s, which are smaller caliber. I have more of them because I, I have two quads and a dual instead of uh, three triples. So I have one more of them, which will give me a, a more shells to fire and in theory, a greater uh, hit percentage. So they, they ended up going with the 14s, which like I kind of touched on earlier with the, with the whole crew bit was a little interesting because the not many nations ran quad turrets. I think the only other people to do it were the French um, with the with the Jean Bart mm-hmm. and the um, oh, I almost called it the Flandre, the Dunkirk uh, class. So oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. And the French kind of did it for the same reason. They 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 just needed they didn't have the facilities for 16s or, or anything larger and they just wanted to get more 15s on there. Um, but so you know the, the British, other than that, they did not have any real quad turret uh, that was housing capital-grade weaponry. So, yeah, they they had they ended up having a whole bunch of teething issues. But after they were worked out, they, they ended up being some uh, – they ended up being a very, very, very good naval gunnery platform, um, which I think was kind of a happy ending to that, that decision to go with the 14s. Oh, definitely, definitely. Mm. And the the other thing that they they did, and I'll and I'll cover this briefly, was uh, the they kept changing the top speed and what the top speed was going to be for the ships. They originally there there's a few designs and there's a few people who wanted it to be kind of like an Iowa pushing thirty. There's a few people who were like, well, we can just give it a really really good belt and it can plug around at twenty five knots. So there there was a lot of different. Uh, decisions to be made there as well. Mm. Mm. And the the other thing that I, I really think was a, a good idea uh, during the time, the same kind of time when these ships are being designed in the U.S., uh, they're building the or they're planning to build the North Cal, which has an internal uh, incline armor belt, and the uh, the British just fucking took a i think it's 381 i think it's a 15 inch belt they took a 15 inch hunk of steel and just spot welded it to the side of the ship so yeah uh, along the main belt 380 millimeters yeah, yeah it's, it's so it's a little bit of an external belt but it's a very very thick belt for the time and that that's why a lot of these ships were, were very very tough the decks were very good as uh as well which is kind of funny because in World of Warships, other than the belt, they're all thirty-two, so they just get farmed into the ground. But um, <laughs> oh look, it, it, it's a game. You, you have to have oh, weaknesses. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. If if we if if it was 
if it was all historical, I, I honestly think the game would be unplayable. Um, just, just out, just down to the fact that a lot of people don't understand how long, drawn out, and intricate naval warfare was at the time. You know, it wasn't a twenty-minute fuck fest of of twelve v twelve or whatever we had yeah. in the game. Yeah, um, usually it would have been twenty on four or just CVs dumpstering other things. Yeah. It'd be in, you know, late war in the Pacific, it'd be an Essex dumpster diving on a Japanese destroyer that's trying to defend a convoy of like 150 merchant ships. Hey, look, so, you know. yeah. I appreciate and, that we can play in a environment, maybe not be 100% realistic, but um, that we can emulate designs that we like and have the caliber guns and some of the other aspects is, is a nice thing. Oh yeah, the it, it's I don't want to I don't want to rag on WoWs because you know there there's a lot of things that I I don't enjoy about the game, but there's also a lot of things that keep me in there. And part of the reason that I I, I play is part of it is is I have wonderful clanmates and I know wonderful people, so you know it's it's really fun to sit back and and play with them. But the other aspect is I I can it. it it's incredible for me to be able to point to the USS Salem and be like I've been there. I've been on that. And the same thing on the Massachusetts. I've been there. I've been on that. And the same thing with the Fletcher, because I've been on like three different Fletchers. It, it, it's, I can't put into word how, words how incredible it is. I can boot the game right now and show you the Bofors gun that I traversed with my friend at, a, at an Anchors Away event and hit Notzer in the side of that, or uh, Zoop in the side of the head with. I can do that. And that's incredible to me. So I, I just... I love the fact that we're getting representation for all these ships. Now, I've got a question for you, totally on the spot. So we're talking about the King George V. Now, we know the Duke of York had a fine animal mascot in Whiskey the Cat. Was there any animal mascot for King George V? I don't know off the top of my head. I can Google. Um, but I, I don't know off the top of my head. Because I think that's a great name. We we should we should have had Scotch. If we've got whiskey, we we needed other. We needed a cat called Gin. Ah, oh, have all these kitty cats on the battleships with um, alcohol names. Uh, I know that there there's like a whole bunch of different um, mascots that a lot of ships had during the Second World War. Yes. Um. I I, I think one Australian ship had like an alligator or something which yeah. i don't know how the fuck they did that well we're classy down here <laughs> like remember everything tries to kill us down here so we're gonna kill you first uh, uh, if you can't find it it doesn't matter i can't, doesn't I matter. can't find it it doesn't matter I must say thank you, Greeny, for that wonderful look at the king george the fifth battleship in the royal navy Yes, I, I'd like to say that uh, it was kind of last second there, that decision I was typing along and, and formulating my thoughts towards the end of the podcast there because I am lazy, but um, it's still I still love doing these history sections. Next week, um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to start uh, alternating here, so I'll, do, I'll pick another maritime event that we can talk about. Just don't be the Titanic. No, I'm not going to be basic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to pull stuff. I'm going to pull stuff that uh, not a lot of people know about. Alrighty, I must say thank you to Captain Green for coming on this week. It's it's nice to hear you being sounding or well, sounding a lot healthier than you did last week, sir. Oh yeah, 
Give, give me another week of sleeping in and, and I'll be bang on. I'll be fine. I've still got a bit of a headache. But, oh, we, we've got King of the Sea. You, you're going to be busy in a week or so. Ah, fuck. All right. Well, I mean, hey, after that, uh, after the messages we got, that's if I still have a job at King of the Sea. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprised Bogsy hasn't shown up at my door with a with a firearm. And they're like, congratulations. No, he would, he, would, he would never do no, that. You, you know that's a joke. Yes. And I, I hope he knows that's a joke. And if he doesn't know that's a joke, it's a joke. And sorry. <laughs> On that I note. Just definite, I just definitely lost my job. <laughs> On that note, we'll leave it there. Hopefully you have a great week in World of Warships. We will have another episode next week. Till then, have fun again, and um, we'll speak to you then. Bye.